Hello everyone, this is Cree Mitchell coming again. I know it's been a while. There have been a lot of things going on in the world, in our nation, in our states, in our cities, even in our homes. I just want to encourage you right now to hang in there. The best is yet to come. God has not forsaken us. No matter what you're going through right now, I just want you to be encouraged that he loves you unconditionally and that uh, this too will pass. I was having a conversation with an older relative this week and she made a statement that with this coronavirus or COVID-19 that God had brought this on the nation, on the world for judgment. And I had to take her back to the scripture. She's a Christian, but I had to take her back to the scripture because I said, this is not of God. Now, will God use an opportunity to teach us something, to Help us grow and develop? Yes. And some of you may be confused and thinking, well, why doesn't God do something? Did God do this? No, he did not. God is a sovereign God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. Yes. That's what sovereignty is. But in Genesis chapter 1, when he created the earth, toward the latter part of that chapter, he created man in his image and in his likeness. And he also gave him dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds over there, over everything that creep up upon the earth, upon the earth. And he told him to replenish the earth, subdue it, and make it better. Make it more. Do more with it. He also stressed it in Genesis chapter 2 and let him name the animals. In chapter 3, Adam ate of the forbidden tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which God told him not to eat of. And some people say, well, why would God put that tree in there? Because Satan twisted good and created it into evil. And so since it was there, it was something that God had set and sealed in that tree for mankind not to touch. It was God's way of trying to preserve man and help man and keep man because he knew Satan was going to try to tempt him in some kind of way. God knew that. And he gave man the instruction of what not to do. And he gave him the ability to choose. Adam chose to eat of the tree and to turn to give his dominion that God had given him. Adam took it by eating of that tree and gave it to Satan. And Satan became the prince of this world, even though God was the ruler and the creator. And God has always set a time limit for all things. So man's ruling and reigning, there was a time limit. And so Satan now has had that authority to do things in the earth unless man invoked his faith in God and looked up and cried out to God for help. God could do and could not do anything because he had given control over to man for this. So uh, when, we, when we look at the uh, Bible, a lot of people say, well, you know, why couldn't God take it back? No, he couldn't take it back because he gave it to man. He would have violated the laws that he set up. He is a loving, compassionate father. And so he won't. But he will instruct us, he will guide us, he will give us his spirit. He sent Jesus to die to redeem us, 
so that he could help us until the contract which he had with man regarding this earth is fulfilled. One of the things we have to realize is that Satan is the prince of this world. And so, therefore, the temptations come from him. They don't come from God. If you look in St. Matthew chapter 4, it says, Jesus was led, verse 1, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after he had fasted 40 days and night, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, let these stones become made bread. Tempting him, trying to get him to violate stuff. You know, prove who you say you are. If you're the son of God, prove it. And Jesus came back to him with the wound and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now he could have said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Had he done it, it was just like eating from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. It would have cost him his eternity as well as ours. And the devil then took him up to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. God will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you strike not your foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, it is written, do not put, your, do not put the Lord your God to test. So he came back at him again with the word. You know, I... The devil is always trying to make us prove ourselves, prove God. We just need to be who God says we are. We need to do what God says to do, and we need to rely on his word. God will take care of the rest. And it's just like with this coronavirus. A lot of people say, well, you don't have faith if you hold up in your house. You go with where your faith. If you have faith to believe that God will keep you as you social distance, that's what you need to do. You need to do that. And there are laws of the land that have been set up. There are uh, different initiatives that the, the mayors and the governors and even the president have set up that we need to follow because those are the laws of the land and they keep us safe. They're not against the word of God. They're not against God. But these things that are, these are the things that are keeping us safe. In verse seven, uh, in verse eight, and then the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and said, all this I will give you if you bow down to me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And said, then the devil left him and the angels came and attended. In one of the other gospels, it says, the devil says to him, all these have been given to me and I will give them to you if you just bow down and worship me. You know, Meaning you don't have to die on the cross. You don't have to suffer anything. Just worship me. I'll give it to you. Now, it's again going back to that tree that Adam ate of. It was a temptation. And what did Jesus do? I told him we should worship the Lord thy God and him only shall we serve. We go back to the word as our source. I just want to encourage you. I know there are some people and I've heard a lot and I've had People tell me, well, you know, where's your faith at if you're you're wearing gloves or you're you're washing your hands all the time and you're using hand sanitizer. These are safety precautions. Doesn't mean that your faith is weak. Your faith is strong, but you're taking the precautions, not just for you, for other people. So I want to encourage you wherever you are. 
Do the best you can with what you've got on hand to take these precautions. God's not trying to punish you. This is an act of Satan. Other people may say it is, as it may be the judgment of God. God corrects us with his word. There is going to come a time when Jesus will come back. And God corrects us with the, his word. St. John's 10 and 10, it says, For the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. God is in the life-giving business. He's in the abundant life business. He loves us. He loves us unconditionally. When we're wrong and when we're right, he's not trying to destroy us. He's trying to bring us into him so that we can have the best life possible. He wants us to conquer this and subdue it like he gave the instructions to Adam in Genesis 1. Subdue it and replenish the earth. That's what he's wanting us to do. Ephesians 6 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That's what the wrestle is. It's Satan. Um, St. John 14, Jesus called him the prince of this world. He said, He cometh, but he has nothing in me. He's letting, Jesus was letting us know that we have an adversary, the devil, who roams about seeking whom he may devour. Apostle Paul said that he's the one that we should resist steadfast in the faith. St. John's 5 and 19 says that Jesus told the disciples and the people all that he saw the Father do, he did. Jesus never called down sickness on anyone. He never caused an accident. He never had him kill anyone when the disciples wanted to rain down fire on a group of people that weren't accepting the message. Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you have. God's spirit is a spirit of life, of wholeness, of health, of healing, of restoration. In Acts 10 and 38, it says, the apostles were saying, talked about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. The oppression, the sickness, that comes from the devil. Ephesians uh, and so Isaiah 53 and 5 says, For he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment needful to obtain our peace was laid upon him. And by the blows that were put in his back or by his stripes, we are healed. I'm encouraging now if you are sick, if you're going through in your body or in your mind or in your spirit, the healing power of God is here to touch you, to heal you. The blood of Jesus is there. Apply, we apply the blood of Jesus on your spirit, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your physical body. We speak health and healing to you right now. But God is not trying to destroy you. He is trying to make you whole, to give you healing. If James 1 and 17 talked about every good gift cometh down and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of light. And who is no... Uh, He's not double-minded. There's no, he's going, he's going to do good to you one day and bad to you the next. God's not. God's not multi-personality. He's not schizophrenic. He's not. No, every good thing comes from him. He loves us. His love is unconditional. Yes, he's a sovereign God. 
but he's also a God that keeps his word. And he gave power and authority to Adam for a certain time. Adam shifted that power to Satan. Jesus came to, to redeem us back, to shift it back. And there's time coming when he will, he will come and take back everything. He's done it in the spirit world. And he's given the authority back to us to stand up and use that power that Jesus got back for us. We have to use it. The way, the reason why the world is in condition is in, it's not because of God, it's because of us. We are not in our position. We are not in the work. We're not speaking faith. We are not trying to grow in him like we need to. The church, this is a wake-up call for the church. That's why a lot of churches are not able to have the service where people can come. Because we have to realize we are the church. That building with the four walls and the roof and the floor, it's just a building with four walls, roof and the floor. We are the church. We have to take that power out into the world. Jesus said, we are the salt of the earth. We are the, the light. Of the, we are his light. And you don't put a candle under a bushel, Jesus said, but you put it on a lampstand so it illuminates everything. We have to be out into the world. We have to be his hands. We are his his vessel. He said he's put his treasure in an earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He is our God, and he loves us unconditionally. And I want to encourage you to anything. Quotes Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I say of you, Lord, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God, and you I lean and rely on, and in you I confidently trust. For you have delivered me from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. You've covered me with your feathers, and under the shadow of your wings. Do I trust and find refuge? Your truth and your faithfulness are my shield and buckler. I'm not afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction and sudden death that lay waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked, because I've made you the Lord my refuge, and even you the most high my habitation or dwelling place. There shall no evil befall me, nor plague or calamity come nigh my dwelling, for you've given your angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. They bear me up in my hands, least, and their hands least they, I dash my foot against a stone. And it goes on to say that you shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the, long, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot, because you have set your love upon God. He said, therefore, I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you know my name. Verse 15 says that we shall call upon him and God will answer us. He will be with us in trouble. He will deliver us and honor us. Verse 16 says, with a long life, and this is my mom's favorite verse. With long life will I satisfy you, show you my salvation. I'm encouraging you today. He has not forsaken you. 
The 23rd Psalm says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You Prepare a table, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm encouraging you now. God's got this. He's got you. Ride this out. Take this time to spend time with him, to know him. Pray for your family, your church, your friends, our government, our leaders. Pray for them all, whether you agree with them or not. Pray for them that God will give them wisdom to put godly counsels around them, the right counselors to lead this country in the way it should go. Uh, John the Baptist said about Jesus to his disciples, I must decrease that he may increase. So I'm telling you right now, God is making a step back so he can increase in us, so his power can be seen the more. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for our listeners and their families and their loved ones, our nation, our churches, the world, Father. We ask for your mercy and grace. Forgive us of our sins. Help us to be the people that you've called us to be. Holy Spirit, rise up in us and use us even the more for your glory. Father, we decree health and healing right now. We bind any hurt, harm, or danger that would try to come to us. We lose your love and your peace and your joy in Jesus' name. Let us be the light. Anoint our tongues and our hands, Father. Use us for your glory. We decree health and healing. Miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Whoever's listening, there's someone who's having problems in your body, you're in a wheelchair. We speak health and healing to you. The power of God's going there now to touch you in Jesus' name. Father, we speak to those lungs, Father, those who are on respirators, those who are at home and sick. Father, we speak health and healing to them now. Don't worry that you may not have the medication that you need. We're sending the word of God to you. Health and healing right now. That you rise up, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Father, use them for your glory. Let your healing power flow in Jesus' name. And we decree it by faith in the mighty name of Jesus. That he touch your mind and your heart. Someone right now who's having all kinds of thoughts and voices in your heads, we bind that spirit right now. Loose the love and the power of God and the peace of God to come in in Jesus' name. Those of you, go to your doctors. Take your medication that you need to get back. Let the power of God be the one to go in and let the doctors take those tests and say, oh, you don't need this. Don't you take yourself off of it. Let God's power go in and do it. And he will deal with the the medical professionals to tell you, to verify your healing. We speak it now in Jesus' name and we call it done in the mighty name of Jesus. This is Cree Mitchell saying, I love you. God loves you. God's not against you, whether you know him or not, whether you're a Christian or not. He's not against you. God is for you. He loves you. Embrace that love. Speak to him. Talk to him. You don't have to be eloquent in scripture. All you have to do is say, Father, help me in Jesus' name. And he'll be there for you. Father, fix this in Jesus' name. He loves you unconditionally. There's nothing you can do that he won't love you. Nothing. You may have murdered someone, whatever it may be. You may have lied, you may have cheated, whatever it is. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus died for us all. And he's continually to changing us into the individuals he wants us to be, to his glory. 
Run to him. Never again. Another, never away from him. Always run to God. This is Queen Mitchell saying, I love you. God loves you. And I speak peace over your situation now. In Jesus' name. Amen.